So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. All right, guys, well, we've tried the new show for a number of episodes, and the downloads have spoken. You guys love this show. Wow, I am so honored that we can do an engaging and fun and current show that agents from all over the world are listening to and learning from about what's happening in our beloved real estate industry. So we're going to keep it up. We're excited and welcome to today's State of the Market. Welcome, Rockstar Nation. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. Real estate rock stars and next level real estate agents. How are you doing? This is Kevin Kaufman and my man, Pat Hyben, with this week's State of the Market update. Pat, what's going on, man? What's up, Kev? What's going on, brother? You know, just living the dream, living the dream here in cold Phoenix, Arizona. <laughs> we got snow. Dude, got snow there? We got snow last week. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. Like it has been like that's legitimately news in the Phoenix Has that area. ever happened in Arizona? I so I've lived in Arizona most of my life. I've lived in the Phoenix area for 20 plus years. I've never seen the snow stick on the ground the way it did last week. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. That's yeah. awesome. I'm just just recovering. Just had uh, nine uh, couples in town from. Uh, uh, I live in Folly Beach, South Carolina. Just had nine couples. You know, old relationships are uh, are neat to have. Nine fraternity brothers of mine from Frostburg State College came with their wives, and we had a couples uh, couples uh, get together, and we uh, did a scavenger hunt around my island, and we did. Uh, did that. There's a big party down here called the Folly Gras, which is like Mardi Gras. So it's kind of hard to come back to reality today. So it was a good weekend, though. Dude, sounds like you've been having some fun, man. Are you uh, are you even up to date on the news, or has it been all oh, beach and party time? Yeah, trust me, I wasn't. Uh, I did every. I, I I hid my phone basically. You know, I let my wife take the pictures because I had to. I had to stay focused on on the guests. So. So yeah, so yeah, I'm barely up to date on the news. I'm scouring this morning before our call. So, but I'm I'm game. I got some. We got some good stuff to talk about. So what do you, what do you want to talk about first? Well, dude, I mean, I think the biggest news that we saw in the real estate world last week was obviously the big change at Zillow with Spencer uh, Raskoff stepping down. He'd been the CEO for what nine or ten years, and. Uh, and Rich Barton, the original uh, CEO, and he's one of the co-founders. There's three of them, Rich. Uh, uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Lloyd Fink. And then, of course, Spencer all co-founded the company together. And Rich uh, was the CEO when the company launched. And he has stepped back in as of last week, uh, the date of the earnings call they announced that. That was, that was pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah, this whole, this whole founder stepping in as CEO is... Uh, a page in history lessons. Because if you think about it, let's think about Steve Jobs from Apple. 
You know, think about what Gary Keller did recently with Keller Williams. I mean, so, so you know, it's definitely a way to make everybody in the company and investors of the company feel more secure. Yep. And it worked, right? The damn stock dipped 50% in, in the last seven months, right? When they tried to rearrange all their stuff with the, with the agents, right? And the leads with agents dropping accounts left and right. And then it, it dropped 50% in seven months. But on Friday, it, it, cranked up, it, it cranked up 25% just on Friday, just when this announcement came out. One day it went up, shot up 25% one day. Like that's a big, big day. And, you know, that could be a couple things. Number one, obviously the change, we, you know, there's no way that didn't play into it. But number two, I mean, they just, they had their earnings call that day and they had a record year in 2018 of earnings. And it was a hundred, I think it was like $1.3 billion in top line revenue and in earnings that Zillow brought in in 2018. That's a big number. So I, I, I would imagine you couple the news of the shakeup uh, of kind of Rich, the original CEO, stepping back in and, and kind of doing that. You couple that with the record earnings. And then Rich on the earnings call basically saying, hey, guys, this iBuyer thing, which, by the way, is I believe what has part of the reason why the stock price had dipped uh, because it's new to the investors. It's a change in the business model. But he comes out and says, hey, our, our opportunity here is probably $20 billion on this eye-buying thing, this, this flipping houses, if you will, uh, business model that we are now full-fledged going into. And so you couple those things, you get a 25% stock increase in you know, one market day. That's huge. So, that, this, so that, you know, that's fascinating to me, right? I mean, here, here they, Zillow, and, and it shows how companies and people – can zig and zag, you know, with markets as need be. It's an interesting story in that too. So they start out, right, as a, well, they start out really as like, a, well, I've always been a lead source for agents, I guess, but a review site for agents, right? And, and you know, they, and they're going down this path and then suddenly they see how much money people are making in flips, and how much fat there is in flips. And they're like, well, you know what? We can make 20 billion flipping houses or we can make 2 billion advertising real estate agents, right? Getting leads for real estate agents. We think there's more money in flips. Yeah. So it's a fascinating thing to me just, just because number one, in my experience in the last 30 years being in the real estate game, Flipping is cyclical, right? It's like there's times when, you know, flippers kill it. And there's times when nobody's flipping. Now, I don't know if that's changed for some reason. You know, I don't know if that's permanently changed. That's the thing. I just, I, I just have to believe based on history that there's going to be a time when people just aren't flipping anymore. It just, it's just not going to be as hot of a thing to do and as profitable as a thing to do. But maybe, maybe they know something that I don't know. You know, it's, uh, it's with Zillow group. I mean, they, they launched in 2005. So, uh, they've got, I think we can all agree. They've got some staying power. You know, here we are 14 years later. Um, I think it would be fair to say they're the most recognizable brand, uh, 
in our industry. So I'm going to give them some credit that they do know something I don't know that you don't know. And that I'm going to say the average real estate agent and even the average real estate investor doesn't know. It, that doesn't mean that they know everything and that they're right and they're not speculating because let's face it, big, especially tech companies who are using data, et cetera, and are talking about this sort of revenue, $20 billion annually, like the, you know, they're not always right. A lot of it is based on speculation. And we think, you know, if this piece falls into place and this piece and this piece, then we can get to this magic unicorn number. And so again, a lot of those companies strike out, but I do gotta, I gotta say, you know, here we are. Zillow's been in the game for 14 years, and I would disagree with anybody who says that Zillow doesn't have the most recognizable brand in our industry. So, I mean, they certainly have it teed up, you know, being the internet giant that they are. Yeah. They certainly have it teed up to be in somebody's face when they're considering selling their house on the cheap. Right, rather than age-old signs, bandit signs, we'll buy your house for cash. Right? I mean, that's some. Those, I guess, you know, those went out with Michael Jackson. You know what I mean? So, so the 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 fact of the matter is, is they're teed up better than anybody else for this. I just don't know if it's going to continue on as a trend. They they clearly see it as doing it, and you know, and, and it's just interesting to watch. Yeah, something uh, something that I liked was uh, you, you know Rich, or I don't want to say like it just it jumped out to me. Uh, but Rich Barton, the, the new or returning CEO, said, "I really, really like to lead teams through moonshot type missions." Moonshot is a <laughs> word that came from Google, and you know, especially in the tech space, like they use that they've got a moonshot division at Google, and. You know, that's a, hey, that's what it sounds like. It's huge. It's big. It's going, it's exponential, if you will. That's an exponential type of technology or grab. And I think we can all agree growing, going from 1 billion a year after 14 years to 20 billion. I don't know if that's five or 10 years down the road or two years down the road uh, that they project that. That's a moonshot, no doubt. Well, yeah. And, and that would make me want to maybe put some more of my retirement account in, in Zillow Group as an investment, I, you know, it's, everybody loves the, everybody loves, you know, zero to hero stories uh, on stocks. Cause it's like gambling, but, but <laughs> it, here's the thing, you know, they interviewed the guy that started, I forget his name. Uh, we buy ugly houses, right. It was called home Vesters, which they're all over the place. It's a big company, right? Yeah, it is. Franchises. And he said, he's not sweating this at all because Zillow buys, the easy ones, right? Zillow buys the ones that, you know, only take a couple grand to fix up and, and basically they can do it and, they, and they're in good markets and stuff like that. He's like, Zillow isn't buying the quote unquote ugly houses. They're not buying the row houses in Baltimore City. They're not buying the, the houses with, you know, 12 years of overgrown shrubs in the middle of Detroit. You know, they're not buying the ugly stuff. They're only buying the really good stuff. What do yeah. you think? Well, that, you know, so based, based on my experience, uh, you know, being in Phoenix, kind of ground zero, if you will, of the iBuyers with uh, Open Door, OfferPad, Zillow, all starting here. I would agree that's the initial strategy. I think that obviously there's a calculated risk. They are spending and using a lot of money. 
Uh, obviously, not all of it's theirs, especially in like, you know, Open Doors case and offer pads where they've raised a significant amount of money. Zillow is, is clearly, um, you know, they've been public for a long time. So that's not to say that they're not using a lot of investors' money. But my, my point here is like, I think that, yes, you've got to start with a, with a buy bar. You know, if this is your potential, if, this, if these are all the houses you could potentially flip in a given time frame, I think you've got to start with the ones that fit that little tiny buy box, right? Because there's less room for the basically the more variables you can control, the chances of an of a big error decrease dramatically. And I think that's first and foremost to start to prove out a model, whether we're talking about flipping homes or something different. Uh, you've got to you've got to control the variables, and then as you get better and you get more data from more transactions, you can start to make that a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger, and you know. I don't know how big that buy box can get. I don't know if they'll ever step on the toes of say, we buy ugly houses or home investors. I don't know, but I, I would say that I think that the approach and mindset of that CEO that mentioned that is probably pretty accurate. They, he's got to move forward as if, I mean, he's got to still go about his business. I don't think it would do him any good to be worried about Zillow. Perfectly, yeah, perfectly yeah. honest. And you have to think as, as you have this CEO shuffle, right? And you have this leadership shuffle in it. And the former leader was, you know, very uh, real estate agent friendly. He was a friend of the agent, right? And now they move in this dude that's like, you know, let's not say he's a foe of the agent, right? Because that's, that's their core business now. But when their core business is $20 billion, and the, the being friendly to realtors and selling ad to realtors are at two billion, which they anticipate. Not not my numbers, not my numbers, by the way. Their numbers, their projected numbers, twenty billion versus two billion, ten percent. You gotta at that point wonder if they're just gonna be like screw the realtors, like like you know what I mean? Like it's ten percent of our business. We're gonna be Zillow Realty and. And here's the thing, and rather than profit share, rather than stock ownership, rather than, you know, culture, rather than all these things, the technology, rather than all these value propositions that all the brokers are now competing with, right? Their value proposition is a four-letter word, L-E-A-D. All right, guys, why waste thousands of dollars and countless hours on training that never touches on what matters most, how to make more money in real estate. For just $7, you can start a one-week trial at Rebus University today. And what that means is $13,000 worth of real estate courses on how to make more commissions will be available to you for a dollar a day it's all you can eat go in there and take them all if you can only seven bucks to start your seven day all access free trial go to futureofrealestatetraining.com these courses are guaranteed to get you more listings more leads and more commissions futureofrealestatetraining.com or just text the word trial to 444 999 that's t-r-i-a-l to 
And for a real estate agent, quite frankly, I think that's the strongest four-letter word uh, for most real estate agents. Come to zero, come to Zillow Real Estate, and this is our value proposition: a LEAD every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said, they've got the most recognizable brand, so they they should theoretically be able to control the most number of leads. Whether they'll go that route, I don't know. You know, I, I think that. I, I could be, I, I'm gullible perhaps. I, I take people at their word. I don't necessarily know that that is part of their play. Uh, now, that's not to say part of their play isn't to take a piece of my pie, if you will, as a realtor and the other realtors in this country. Obviously, they are. They're, they're, they're our competition. I, but I don't see them as our enemy, though, um, like a, I think a lot of my peers do. I think that they could go that route, and I would still be pretty surprised if they do that at least anytime real soon and then you know in the foreseeable future but who knows man who knows who knows who knows all right what what else we got in the news well you know so i thought this was interesting there is uh there was an there was an article out there about these real estate apps that are sharing user data with facebook and facebook has been obviously in the news quite a bit for the last couple of years about data sharing and privacy concerns and manipulation with the data. And so Realtor.com actually was singled out uh, for, sh- for sending their data via tools called App Events. Uh, however, there were other sites, I think Zillow, Redfin, as well as plenty of others that share their data with third parties. So it, this particular article that the Wall Street Journal had run with uh, singled out Realtor.com, which is, you know, that, that's interesting that they're sharing the data with Facebook makes me wonder why so is Facebook paying them for it or is it us is it are they swapping inf- information are they swapping data what do you what do you think about that Pat well you know obviously if they are swapping data I think that it needs to be stated it needs to be disclosed so to yeah. speak right you know it's like I went in, I tried to get on a website this morning and it, it was an email that I got and there was a link to click. And when I click, when I went to hover over the link, it's, it said, you know, this is who owns the website and your information will be, you know, at that point, there was some disclosure about your information will be remembered. Cookies will exist. Oh yeah. And I chose not to based on it. And the, the reason I bring that up is because it was a disclosure, right? It was a disclosure before I clicked. So they should disclose. You know, if they're going to do that, just disclose it. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, I think, too, the other thing here that is unfortunate, Realtor.com is perceived by the public and, quite frankly, by most realtors, that it's that they're that we own it, right? That it's literally NAR that owns it, and they, they no longer own it. They haven't owned it for a long time. And so, you know, I think it's, it's, inter- it's kind of deceiving, you know, I don't know. I, I, I definitely am not cool with it. I'm a big fan of Facebook. I love technology. I'm all for tech companies, period. There is a line somewhere where it is. I don't know. But I'm sort of with you on this. Like, I'm okay. I understand that my data gets shared. I understand that if I talk about a product and never even search for it, my phone's around me, I'm probably going to see an ad for it in the next day or so. I get that. That's just the times that we live in. And I just want to know, though. I just want. I, I want, I want the companies to be honest about what they're sharing and who they're sharing it with so I can at least have a little bit of say-so in it or at least the knowledge of it so I can, I can if I don't want to 
share that, I can not use that tool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. What else? So uh, this was interesting. So kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier, or I should say the opposite side of Zillow and sort of the viewpoint that a lot of folks in our industry have, which is that they're out to get us. Uh, Remine, uh, which is a tech company, they are just raised $30 million in Series A in what their, at least the story, I think it was Inman that called it a launching MLS 2.0, which quite frankly is, it's a tool, it's a data tool for agents. The owners, the, found, the co-founders, former agents, uh, I actually interviewed one of them, uh, Leo Pereja, I know that you know him, he's a great guy, super smart, uh, former top agent in the industry, uh, was actually Keller Williams' number one agent one year, and he is all about for the agent, a lot in the same sense that Ben Kenny is. Like they're definitely, these are a couple companies that are working to make sure the agent stays protected, working to make sure that the agent stays relevant. And Remind is, you know, obviously they're starting to show up. I mean, with that 30 million, they've now raised, I want to say it was $48 million off in their- Yeah, they had 28. They had 28 and, and you know, I've, I've known Leo for years. Yeah, he was a top agent back when I was a top agent. And, you know, he was at Keller Williams, uh, built a massive team. His wife was on my show because she she basically was the manager of his team. Then him and his team actually uh, sold out, took a buyout with Compass. And uh, his partner runs that team now. I think, you know, you know there's, he's, he's still got his license. Leo's got his license there for a referral or or somewhere for a referral, but anyways, he's he's definitely agent centric. This thing, this this remind that that he's got is pure badass. I mean, I I took a tour of his office uh, with him as I was considering investing, and I, I was interested in it. And it's incredible what it does. I mean, it's 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 predictive analytics aligned with basically all the information you could want about any and all properties. You know, his big challenge has always been that, you know, the, the, the realtor boards control the MLS. And you have so many different MLS. I don't know how many there are. There's a ridiculous hundreds of different MLSs. It's like five, 600 MLS systems in the country. The ultimate goal, and it's either going to be Remind that does this or one of these other couple of companies. I think two more were mentioned, right? What are, what are the other two companies that are? Uh, it's like CoreLogic and... Yeah, Core, and CoreLogic uh, runs several of the large MLSs, right? Don't they, don't they own bright, bright MLS? They may, you know, I, I, to be honest, I don't know, but I know that they, they're a huge data company. Uh, and so obviously these guys are direct competitors, CoreLogic and, and Yeah, The ultimate goal for all these companies. And I think one of them was uh, fidelity, right? It doesn't matter who they are, but anyways, let's just say there's three of them is to be the universal MLS. They might not come out and say that to your face, but I guarantee you that's, that's how I see it, right? The, these companies, they're so much better. Like if you sign up for Remind, you have such a, a better experience and you have so much more information than you will from your MLS. I don't care what city, state, board you're in. This thing blows the MLSs away. Plenty of people make a decent living selling real estate, but how many manage to make millions to become a millionaire? 
Imagine how much more profitable your business would be if you had the chance to learn from someone who actually made their millions selling real estate. Rebus University instructors know what it takes to build a highly successful, highly lucrative real estate business because they've done exactly that. These self-made real estate millionaires spent years in the trenches identifying exactly what works in today's markets. And that's exactly what they teach. Right now, we're running a seven-day trial on Rebus University's all-access package. For just $7, you can get access to every course. Every millionaire real estate instructor, there's over 40 of them, 40 millionaire real estate instructors that Rebus University has to offer. You have access to all of them. To start your seven-day free trial for only seven bucks, go to futureofrealestatetraining.com. That's futureofrealestatetraining.com or text trial, T-R-I-A-L to 444-999. That's trial to 444-999. So it's a benefit to the agent. Now the challenge is the agents have to pay for it, right? And they just don't are cheap. They don't like paying for nothing, especially when they get a, a product for for free. Not for free. They got to pay for it, but they they're you know they have to pay for it, right? They're forced to subscribe to the MLS. It's like it's uh, like freemium content. I think is the buzzword. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know. You know, so that's what they one of them is going to get it. But you can't have three universal MLSs because then it's not universal. So someone's going to win this race, right? Someone it. It'll be United States, right? I mean, it, I, I don't know if Canada has a universal MLS already. They, they may already. You know, I'm not sure. So I'll just read a quick quote uh, that I pulled out of the story. This is uh, one is one of the investors, Stripes, Ron. I'm not even going to try to say his last name, but... One of the one one of the investors from uh, named Stripes is the company said, "quote Most prop tech is trying to disrupt the real estate agent, whereas the Remind team, comprised of seasoned former practitioners and sophisticated technologists, have a clearly recon have clearly recognized the opportunity to use leading edge technology to empower and enhance the agent's capabilities. We believe Remind's platform will be the central element." in the modern ecosystem connecting the real estate agent and the MLS and the consumer. So I guess that's a fancy way of saying, yeah, Matt, you're right. They're looking for universal MLS, right? And, and most importantly, they're doing it from a standpoint of let's do this for the agent. Let's empower the agent to make sure we keep them relevant. Yeah. And then, and then it's just a matter of getting the, the I mean, I think they're in, they're in a lot. I think they're probably in already like 40% of the MLSs. I mean, they had to get the MLSs to agree to use them now. But the other 60% or whatever the percent is, I don't know what it is, is they're reluctant because they kind of, they're like, eh, you know, we don't, we don't want to let you in. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a reason that they're not letting them in. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt. There's a, I don't want to call them a dying breed, but MLS days are, are, they're definitely changing. There's no doubt about it. They they are in their golden years. I think we can all agree on that. If you think about Zillow or or the any app, right? Whether it's the Redfin app, the Zillow app, the KW app, <laughs> it's sort of a universal MLS. I mean, people are using it in 
Kentucky and they're using it in Maryland and using it in Phoenix. And it's the same, you know, they're getting the same results. So it's already a, a MLS light. All these companies have created an MLS light. You know what I mean? That's universal already. Yeah. I, I think the difference is, is those are all connected to, to the MLSs and in this case, hundreds of MLSs who will be the first to, and I don't know, you know, I, I guess I don't know um, if that'll ever change or, or if there's enough lobbying uh, power from NAR to make sure it doesn't ever change. But, you know, interesting times for sure. The battle for data, the battle for analytics continues. Uh, and, you know, here we are. Remind, it's uh, $48 million says a lot. That, that tells me that they're on to something. Yeah. $48 million is a lot of money. Is it enough money? I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, it's, it's, it's sort of like, you know, and, and this is a cliche, but if you look at Uber and cabs, right, like the cabbie unions or, or whoever, we're like, no, we don't want Uber to come in, right? And the cabbie unions or the, the cab drivers were all like the MLSs, you know? Yeah. And the Uber is like Remind or, or, or Fidelity, you know, or CoreLogic. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's a good way to, good way to look at it. And um, I think that, you know, again, I think I've probably said this almost every week. I feel like 2019 is going to continue to reveal more and more to us about the future of the real estate landscape uh, as we know it. I actually, Leo, who, who I mentioned I, I had interviewed on my podcast, I also asked him to come out uh, to Las Vegas in April to speak at our live event that we've got going on there because he's, he, this guy's out. He's traveling. He's talking to the MLSs. He's talking, obviously, to investors raising money. He is talking to economists and some really smart people, and he himself is really smart. And so I just asked him, you know, would you mind coming out and doing a talk and kind of sharing with us what you see going on and where you think we're headed? Uh, not that he has a crystal ball by any means, but he's a really smart guy, and I would say he's got a lot more data and insight into things than probably the average person as well as having that background of selling a whole lot of real estate fairly recently. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, cool. What else? So, you know, I think that those were, the, those were the big ones for me this week. I think worth noting, though, I don't think we got to go into it too much, Pat, is Purple Bricks continues to just take hit after hit after hit. We've got some, some turnover there in, in upper management. Um, stock prices are taking a tumble, and they are, it is just not going, I believe, as they anticipated in the States. And considering the discount brokerage model, I don't think that's probably a surprise to many people, at least not to me. But... You know, who knows if they'll be able to adjust and hard, and hard to do the, the discount. I think in anything discount is hard, like whether it's dollar store versus Nordstrom, you know, it's, it's I think it's, it's always been a hard uh, road for, for, I don't care who you are in real estate companies. The discount brokers has always been a hard profit model. You know, so it's always been tough. And, and I don't know if it'll ever take off unless it, again, unless it's universal, unless, unless the, uh, all the commissions drop, and then everybody will be at discount. Other than that, if, you know, given the choice of, you know, buying something at Nordstrom's versus buying something at the dollar store, I think that most consumers with their, you know, with the equity that they currently have in today's climate are probably really more apt to, to go Nordstrom's or at least go somewhere where, they're going to get a lot of one-on-one -on -one attention. Yeah, I, you know, I, I would agree. I think at the end of the day, 
when you compete on price, somebody else can always come in cheaper. And so if, if competing on price is what you have and is what you're going to stake your business on, I think you're exposed. And that's probably why so far to date, I'm not saying it's never going to change, but so far to date, I think we've seen a lot of the discount brokerages and the, you know, flat fee, uh, you know, cost to the, to the consumer. It's only got so much room. Like there's only so many people that want to number one, take part in that. Number two, it only takes so long for someone else to come along and charge less and advertise more. So I, I think that, uh, Purple Bricks is, if they're going to survive in the United States, they're going to have to make some adjustments, which they, they've started to make some, but I, I don't know that there'll be enough or soon enough. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, only time will tell, right? Only time will tell. And it's certainly something that, you know, is, is out there in the news. And that's what we're here to do is report the news. Yes, sir. So, all right, buddy. Well, that's all I got this week. Anything else pressing that you got? You want to get off your chest before we sign off for the week? No, that's awesome, buddy. Great, great day in the news and look forward to catching up with you next week. Right on, my man. Take it easy and uh, we'll see you soon, Pat. Thanks for tuning into the State of the Market podcast with your host, Pat Hyben and Kevin Kaufman. Thank you so much for listening to the State of the Market. If you have any news you would like us to cover, please go to Next Level Agents on Facebook or send an email to info at rebusuniversity.com. That's info at rebusuniversity, R-E-B-U-S, university.com, and we'll be sure to bring it up. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>